Okay, welcome back everyone to our second ever episode of the Enterprise Monkey Show. And with me is our CEO, Amir Kutub. Amir, how are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm pretty good. I'm excited for today's episode. And this being our second ever, um, I think it's a really cool topic that we're going to share with everyone. And we're looking forward to once we get these podcasts out and share with you all for your comments and also your suggestions for topics as well, because the man sitting opposite me, Amir, is uh, a knowledge hub. Um, he's a wiki. He's a the Amir wiki. He knows everything when it comes to mobile apps and uh, web integration and software. So I'm flattered, Brandon. Well, yeah. <laughs> You'll have to challenge us, okay? So think of a really good topic, send it in. But for now, we're going to share a few with you. And um, before we get into today's topic, we thought we'd just run you through quickly the format for how we're going to do these. So they're really short, sharp episodes, and they're designed to answer questions that a startup or someone looking to build or launch their app for the first time commonly would have and face so and these are real key things that you probably need to answer for yourself more so than anything so that you can educate yourself quickly so that when you come to a business like enterprise monkey looking for help you've really done some really good work in researching and educating yourself and you can get the best advice quickly so um, today's topic is a really good one we get this question probably every every second lead and if we don't get asked it, we usually talk to people and educate them on what this all means because it's such an important part of understanding how your app's going to function in the marketplace and the role it's going to play and how it's most effectively going to be used by your customer in the end, which is the most important person. So um, today's topic, I'm going to get Amir to expand on it for us. He's going to tell us the difference, the key differences, similarities, and then I'm going to get him to give us a real-life example of two apps that um, explain this properly. So without further ado, and with a drum roll, please. <laughs> it's exciting. Today's topic is, what is the difference between a hybrid app and a native app? This one's yours, Emil. Okay. So as, as you can see, there is a huge difference between hybrid and native apps. And there's like, if you uh, uh, look in the market, you will see a lot of hybrid developers and uh, a lot of native app developers. Okay. But I would like to start with the similarity. And the, the biggest similarity is that both of them are actually apps. So whether it's a hybrid application or a native application, you can install them through App Store or Google Play Store. And they are installed as an app on your phone and 80% of users out there wouldn't even feel a difference. Mm -hmm. So if you're a general app user, you wouldn't know whether it was developed using a native technology or a hybrid technology. For example, Pokemon Go is a pure native application or even an alarm clock application on your phone is a pure native application. Most of games are actually developed on pure uh, native technology, whereas applications like Market Watch, if you have got your phone with you, install this app, Market Watch, or maybe Tripcase, they are developed using hybrid technology. Mm -hmm. So when you use it, you wouldn't feel much difference until unless okay. I tell you the difference. And the difference is that native applications are developed using the native technology for that particular uh, operating system. So mm -hmm. for iOS technology, we'll use uh, native language, native iOS language or Xcode to develop that application. Whereas, uh, and, and similarly for Android, we'll use Java or other uh, Android technologies to develop the application. Yes. Whereas hybrid applications, you don't develop it specifically for an operating system. Mm -hmm. What you use is you develop an app using web technology, and it's not purely web development, but it's like uh, a cross web technology. And this app works on different platforms. So which means you can develop one application and then 
a package it together for an iOS device as well as an Android device. Okay. Which so, means so a key difference yeah. we're establishing here, just to break it down nice and simple for people, is a native app yeah. is most commonly built purely for uh, an Android device yeah. or a iOS Apple device. Yeah. Whereas a hybrid app is built with the view in mind that it's going to be able to be applied and used across both of those devices. Absolutely. Yeah. So. So I'll let you get to the key the right. key reasons why a native app is is a non-negotiable for yes. some types of apps. Yeah. But I think it's important for people to understand out there, and it's probably a good point, is that a hybrid app, if possible, is probably a really good solution because it allows you to get more coverage with your with your app across Apple and Android devices at once. Absolutely. Without having to maybe spend all your time and effort yeah. on building it for one and then waiting to see how it goes and then addressing building it for the other yeah absolutely okay so hybrid's really good from that point of view but tell me an example of where you must have a native app and you don't really have any other choice right so native applications are required when you need to use native functionalities or interact uh, deeply with the sensors of the phone for example a phone has got different sensors when i say sensors it has got of course, camera and GPS, but then gyroscope, accelerometer and other things uh, in the phone that allows uh, the phone to understand which where it is, how it's positioned and things like that. And the native applications are required when you need to have a smooth interaction with, with these sensors. For example, if you want to develop an app like Instagram that adds a lot of filters over the photos or an app like Snapchat that has got a a very very deep integration with the camera, that's where you need to develop a native application. Okay, so that that sounds like an application that relies heavily on a feature of the phone, for example, the camera. Absolutely. So we're not talking about an app that just takes a photo. What you're talking about is an app that takes a photo but then allows you to edit, filter, crop, um, overlay text, Absolutely. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So and then and then like if you have to develop mobile app games, so games are generally developed using the the native uh, technology because you can't you can try and develop it using hybrid technology, but they won't be as smooth as a, a native application. So the second and important part is when you need a lot of real time interaction and, and, and sort of like heavy processes when you your app is going to consume heavy resources from the mobile phone, it's always advisable to develop a native application instead of a hybrid application. I think it would be easier for me to actually explain where you can use a hybrid application and then in in the rest of the cases, you can use a native application. Okay. So you probably go for a hybrid application when you are developing an app that's gonna interact a lot with the server. So the way apps are developed, whether native apps or hybrid apps, what happens is that They've got a there's a there's a server and a web application or web services that is sitting behind the scene. Okay. And then the application takes data through APIs or basically in simple forms connections uh, from th- that server and display that data on the on the application. So your application is in 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 real sense is just a screen that's taking the data from and to from uh, to the server or the okay. web services and the web services is the one that is actually doing a calculation for example if you are using an uber application that's showing you the location of the the drivers near you what's actually doing is it's taking your gps location from your phone sending it to the server and then 
checking who are the people that are near you, taking their location and then displaying it on your phone, on your okay, map. Okay, so great question. Is Uber a hybrid or a native app? So Uber is a pure native application. Okay. Uh, Main reason is? Well, it, Uber can be developed in hybrid technology as well. And I'm, okay. to be precise, I'm not sure whether they made it in a hybrid technology or native technology, but something like Uber can be developed both in na- native and hybrid. But okay. sort of like for us, it, we advise that apps that have got you know such an such uh, uh, an important uh, decision to make where it's tracking your location and tracking others location and the location needs to be real time yes. you use a native application because again there's a close connection with the sensors of the phone okay so what you're saying is it's best practice to build that type of app on a na- in a native environment Absolutely. because it's more of a closed environment and yeah. it's safer and it's it's less likely to be interrupted Okay, excellent. All right, good. So what's coming out of this for me, and correct me if I'm wrong, is but for people listening is that um, a native app is a preferred option always, if possible, when when the quality of the app is at stake. Is that correct or partly? Well, uh, I believe it's partly correct because uh, with some of the applications, some of the most successful applications... Uh, that are present on the app store are actually hybrid application. As I said, okay. Market Watch. There's a travel app that a lot of people use called Tripcase. And the reason that those apps work pretty well is because these apps require a lot of uh, to and fro from the server. And then it's much easier to update uh, an application, uh, especially a hybrid application, because you update one one application and sort of gets updated for both iOS and Android. Okay. So, Depending upon the purpose, okay. you can determine whether you are going to use a native app or a hybrid application. Excellent. All right, so let's put ourselves in the shoes of a startup yeah. uh, for, for a moment. So I've got an app idea in mind. I've heard that if I build it in a hybrid environment, yeah. it's going to be much more value for money that I spend yeah. because it'll work across both Android and iOS devices, yeah. uh, but it'll also allow me to, to roll out all the features pretty much that I want for uh, much lesser price than if I do native. Absolutely. Now, what are, if you had to outline three key features that'll make you think, oh no, hang on, this needs to be built in a native environment, what would they be? So I think we've, we've discussed the first, and that is, does it rely on heavy use of the smartphone's camera? That's right. And editing and, and copying yeah. and those facilities? What else are two other features that will make you make you get a red flag and go, no, this needs to be built in a native environment? Right. So if I'm a startup, like I'm a big fan of the whole lean startup methodology and bootstrapping, which means you don't like throw in all your money in developing an amazing looking application when yep. you even don't know whether people are going to want it or need it or not. Yes. So you always develop in small iteration and you start small with a minimum viable product. Okay. So the natural progression for any app should be can we develop it as a web application? Yes. Yes or no? And if we, and if we can, we probably start with a web application. Okay, if and that's can. because we can do it uh, more cost efficiently. Absolutely. And we can get the product to market quicker and, and start it's up easy and to spend money well. on some marketing, yeah. growing the business and interest initially. Yep. Yeah. And getting some initial traction. Absolutely. But then right. there are some applications that can't be built, like that are not feasible to do on a web web okay, app. Okay. So what would what would two other features? of the app be that would make you go, no, this needs to be native? Well, uh, 
even sort of before jumping onto the native, the, the next progression is to actually look whether that can be developed as a hybrid app or mm-hmm. a native application. So first you need to think, can I build it on hybrid and can it work pretty well on hybrid? If not, then that's when I move to, to the native application. Okay. So if it's, if the application doesn't require sensors and, and that's sort of answering your points. Second point is, does it relies heavily on the sensors of the of the of the phone, whether it's camera, whether it's gyroscope, whether it's accelerometer? Okay, so hang on, you mentioned gyroscope. Yeah. Explain that in simple terms for people listening. Yeah. So a phone has got different sensors to actually understand how your phone is placed, whether it's horizontal, whether it's vertical, what's the angle of the phone. Oh, so you mean if an app's to be used in portrait? or in landscape and or even do you more mean- than that because there are some applications where you can actually rotate your phone and sort of play the games or okay. sort of have the interaction yep. so a game for example that requires yeah. movement of the device absolutely yeah. to be responded yeah. to yeah okay and then what was that final term you mentioned so accelerometer accelerometer yep so okay. accelerometer what's, what's that? actually what's that? tells you you if you're sort of dropping your phone what's like with with how much speed is it being dropped? Okay, on. so it needs to feel like speed and depth and absolutely, movement. yeah, yeah. All right, okay. Yeah. So and it sounds like native is very uh, much a must for gaming applications. Absolutely, gaming applications, any applications related to the three D environment where you have to probably even sort of measure distance by your camera or something like that. Yep, well, I can understand how Pokemon was a native app. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. and yep. So any augmented reality, virtual reality app really needs okay. to be uh, a native application but yep. also when you require uh, agility and speed in your applications like where, where there needs to be a quick interaction it needs to be a native application mm-hmm. and secondly the, the the applications that are that work offline like a calculator or that doesn't even require interaction with the server yes or even a, a sort of not converter but probably something like video editing or, 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 you know, alarm clock or something like that, yep. that can, that needs to be developed on native application instead of a hybrid application. Whereas the application that, that are probably extension of web application, for example, a good example is Airbnb. If I have to develop an app like Airbnb, I would de- definitely develop a web application first and then develop a hybrid application that connects to it. Okay. Yep. Or even an uh, uh, airline booking a- application like TripAdvisor or or uh, Skyscanner or What If, all of yes. these applications can be easily built on hybrid uh, technology. They don't okay. need a native uh, technology. Excellent. All right. So hybrid and, and native isn't necessarily determined by size of app. No. Rather, it's purely around the features and functionality required from the device yep. for the app. Absolutely. And then it's advisable for the startups. Even if you have to compromise on a bit of quality and uh, initially you can actually start with a hybrid application you and can. put it out to the market yep. and then later on get a, a native application developed from there. Excellent. And Amir, I guess the question probably a lot of people are wanting to know, and it's relevant for our audience, is when it comes to a hybrid app and a native app, what is the difference between cost? Okay, so that's a, a really good question. So if, say, a, a, a native application for iOS is going to cost $50, and probably the Android application is going to cost the same for native, which is another $50. So to get native application in both OSs, you, you need to pay around $100. But if you are getting an, 
a hybrid application developed, you can get both the apps in 60 to $70. So you're actually saving sort of 30% to 40% of your cost if you're going with hybrid application. Okay. But most importantly, it's not just the develop cost of the development, but once you have rolled out an app, and especially if you're a startup, you are going to need a lot of updates. You are going to add a lot of features and a lot of changes. And those changes hurt a lot if you are going with a native application because you have to update both applications separately. It's a longer time, longer testing period. Whereas with a hybrid application, you can just make that change in one application. It's going to sort of roll out to both of the platforms. Yep. Excellent. All right. Well, I think that helps answer the questions. But look, anyone out there who's wanting to know more, feel free to get in touch with us. As you can see on the screen, you can find us on uh, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can also get in touch with us at office at enterprisemonkey.com.au. Uh, call through if you wish and you can speak with Amir and I and we'd be happy to answer your questions and help you on your app journey. So, yeah. And our number is 13000 monkey. 13000 monkey. Thanks again.